As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply.
Advocate Joe Heffernan uh, joining me this Tuesday afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Patricia. And we have an interesting topic to discuss uh, today. Um, and this is a word, uh, it's, it's psychopharmacology. Yeah, um, apparently um, uh, a very reputable uh, Trinity College Dublin TCD and St. Patrick's Mental Health Service um, are trialling a new treatment option for people who are experiencing severe depression. Led by Dr. Uh, sorry, uh, Professor Declan McLaughlin, Research Professor of Psychiatry at TCD and Consultant Psychiatrist at um, St. Pat's, uh, the team will investigate, if you don't mind, the role of ketamine in improving outcomes for people receiving inpatient treatment for depression. Now, now, this obviously, and obviously we're not advocating anyone to rush out and start taking no, ketamine. This is under strict medical supervision. And I assume this is for people where the traditional antidepressants are just not working. Absolutely. Yeah. And where there is absolutely debilitating, severe depression. Okay. Um, now, I read about a year ago where there were now um, ketamine infusion clinics in USA, but um, uh, the the word here, like, is trial. Um, there are trials going on um, to do with this. Now, I suppose there was a time when penicillin was on trial, mm. and uh, and it turned out to be uh, so extremely beneficial. So there's, I mean, um, uh, Trials, I suppose, well, we definitely trials are very, very important. But some types of psychedelic drugs, which um, I think you would get arrested for having on your person, I, I'm not sure, um, some longish time ago. Um, one of them is called, um, uh, if I pronounce it correctly, uh, psilocybin, which basically is magic mushrooms. Okay. And MDMA, which is ecstasy, um, are now being trialled as, as you say, under all really, really um, stringent medical supervision for treatment-resistant depression and indeed post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and uh, it's showing promise. Yeah, um, they appear, um, now, um, uh, the next thing that I'm going to say now, I don't um, fully understand it, but I'll read it out. They appear to work by encouraging the growth of new connections between neurons in the brain. Okay. Now, I suppose that's fairly plain English, all right, but that's what they do. Um, and they're being tested as therapies um, for, as we say, treatment-resistant um, uh, depression. Um, and, um, you know, when these trials are, are if the world ever is completed, um, uh, the, this whole experimental area of um, uh, psychopharmacology uh, could lead to um, related um, uh, supervised uh, drugs that encourage new brain cell connections while avoiding the hallucinogenic 
Yeah, because that was the one thing when when I knew you were going to be discussing this, I was saying, God, Joe's discussing, you know, psychedelic drugs I mean the one thing you think of with psychedelic drugs and magic mushrooms uh, for example anything I've ever read about people who tried them or got hooked on them they talk about these desperate hallucinations and you'd be thinking it always struck me why would you take something that could possibly cause you to hallucinate but obviously uh, people do but what they're working on here avoids all those hallucinations well, this is the thing. Um, the big, the big thing would be um, avoiding the hallu- hallucinogenic um, aspect effect. of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, so it's, a little, um, it's a little bit like the um, medicinal cannabis. They, yeah. you know, there. I mean, and there's been fantastic inroads made on the medicinal uh, cannabis. And again, when that first started, people thought, "What are we talking about here? Everyone's going to be going around high." But the part that makes you high is taken out of it. Right. So it's, the, it's, it's what they can do. TCH. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's what the scientists can do to make these drugs safe. And if there's a positive benefit, because like a very bad depression, Joe, can be hugely debilitating. Oh, absolutely. Um, uh, depression apparently is the most common reason in the European Union for long-term sick leave and disability. Um, uh, according to the World Health Organization, it's the leading cause of disability worldwide. Now, that's a fact that a lot of people would not be familiar with. Um, and uh, Professor McLaughlin then says, it's therefore a public health priority to not only recognize and treat depression, but to do so in a more time-effective manner than traditional antidepressants have achieved to date. So the, the, the two big words here would be trial and um, investigative and experimental. So, I mean, uh, no one would be suggesting um, that any of these treatments would be uh, allowed into the uh, health public domain without being extremely um, carefully uh, monitored and trialed. But um, uh, the reason I thought it would be interesting, Patricia, to talk about it today is just because of that. It's so interesting. Um, You know, the article by um, Julia Maloney uh, on last week's um, Sunday Independent, um, I thought, wow, uh, you know, it caught my eye and I thought, God, I must read that. Um, uh, yeah, but as you say, because uh, depression is and it's it's on the increase. And I think because, I mean, we were only really talking about the uh, pandemic and the effect that the pandemic has had on older people. When I was speaking with uh, Maura from IRD Duhalo, you know, and she was talking about there are some vulnerable uh, older people. And it doesn't even have to be older people, but but but, but in the main, it's, it's affecting in the Duhalo area, older people who she's fearful will never leave their home again because of they got so fearful because of the pandemic and then they got into a rush. And she mentioned mental health and she mentioned depression, how people can go into a depressive episode without even realising it. Absolutely. And um, I read somewhere the other day, um, quite a few conditions seem to be promoted up to the most um, 
debilitating um, uh, illnesses or conditions. And um, I was reading another article, and we spoke about it before, where loneliness has um, kind of uh, got to the top of that um, uh, list as well. Um, uh, so that, uh, I mean, the two would be greatly combined, of course. Um, but uh, uh, this new um, uh, trialling, and I mean, that's the big word here, these are trials, and mm. may never, may, may never, but I, I would imagine there will be, may never be um, uh, ratified by the medical uh, people doing the uh, the trialling. But then, um, I think, am I right that in America it's the FDA? Yes, the FDA, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, they obviously have um, have given their imprimatur to the ketamine because um, I only looked it up this morning um, that, um, you know, there are um, addresses and uh, telephone numbers for these ketamine um, uh, infusion clinics. Now, Ketamine in 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 my in my head would have been um, a tranquilizing drug for horses. Yeah, we've and, al- uh, we've always when ketamine came on as an illegal drug, that's what people think. This means that's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah, but it's 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 a type of ketamine that's used in the illegal drugs world, and obviously it's a part of the ketamine that is is what the scientists and the experts are studying. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, and what needs to be avoided then at all costs with these kind of experiments would be uh, the hallucinogenic effect. In other words, we used to hear back along in the 60s especially about people having, do you remember the term, bad trips? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somebody wants to know when you go on an antidepressant, does that mean you're on it for life? I don't think it does necessarily. It can be. I mean, I've spoken with people who have been and are on an antidepressant. And, um, you know, after a certain amount of time, people have experimented with coming off the antidepressant. Other people would need to be on the antidepressant for very long amounts of time. And, of course, if they're helping, well then... Um, you know, uh, all um, all alleviating um, uh, treatments would be most welcome because, um, as we've been saying there, I mean, depression is so debilitating and uh, and so widespread. But um, that, of course, uh, as we would always say, would be a question for the GP and possibly the psychiatrist that... Um, you know, if a person, and it's important, I think, to say that um, there are so many different um, antidepressants that if one is put on an antidepressant and if it doesn't suit, that does not mean, and I stress it does not mean that antidepressants generally do not suit me. It can be that particular one does not suit me. Um, I've known of people um, who have been on one particular antidepressant and could not tolerate it at all, and then have um, gone back to their doctor and have been put on a different antidepressant, and it worked brilliantly. Mm. So 
the trouble sometimes is that a person is is uh, prescribed an antibiotic, and if that particular one doesn't suit them, they tend to write off the whole lot of them uh, with a kind of a, a blanket statement like they don't suit me. Yeah, they, but, they, uh, they didn't yeah. work for me. But there's a, there's a huge array of Absolutely. them um, on the market, and you've seen great success with them through your own line of work. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember one person many, many, many years ago, way back, and um, they had their face turned against uh, antidepressants at all costs. Uh, You know, statements like, I would never take an antidepressant. But life, (coughs) excuse me, life became very, very, very difficult to the point almost of being impossible. And the person said, okay, I'm going back to the GP and I'm going to have a discussion. And if the, if the GP still says an antidepressant is the way to go, then I will do it. Now, that person came back to me um, quite a long while later and said, you know, that was the best move I ever made. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I'm, there, I'm feeling it, fine. Yeah, the, I don't know if it's still there. Is there almost a stigma attached to it? I'm on an I antidepressant kind the, of thing. Yeah. I, I think that happens, that, um, yeah. you know, um, I mean, if I have a cold uh, or whatever, or a pain in my toe and I take um, paracetamol, I'm not the least bit ashamed to say to my friends, um, I'm taking paracetamol, it's keeping the temperature down and uh, it's helping with the pain. But uh, the same attitude might not um, be there for I'm on an antidepressant. And, it, and, and it's a pity because so many people are on antidepressants because of the increase in absolutely. depression. Absolutely, yeah, without we, a question maybe that's, doubt. Yeah, uh, that's something as society we need to talk about more. We do, we do. Um, and um, especially with the, uh, with the coverage um, uh, from the medical profession, that um that depression is um is uh, the emphasis on it now and the fact that it is so widespread and i suppose patricia when we think of the world that we're living in now um you know we'll say whatever about the um neurons in the brain and um uh, you know, kind of uh, depression that would be caused uh, in in that way. Uh, there also is what's called reactive depression, and that would be the um, uh, the resultant um, uh, thoughts and feelings coming from an event in one's life, or I suppose nowadays. Um, uh, from the whole world uh, scene. Mm. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough old world now to live in. And um, I, I, as I often say, I, I especially feel um, great sympathy for younger people who are, you know, we hear these kind of um, fancy kind of terms like Generation Z and all that and uh, Millennials. But um when people are being told and um, in their own experience can verify that the chances of them owning their own house or getting a decently paid job um, are uh, kind of, uh, you know, um, not readily available, well, that's depressing. and um, yeah, It's hard. It's really yeah. hard. It's really hard. Yeah. Okay. We will leave it there, uh, Joe. Have a lovely week and we will chat to you again next uh, Tuesday. 
Absolutely. A very interesting subject, uh, Patricia, and perhaps in the years to come, it won't be so yeah, It'll unusual. be commonplace. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Joe. Have a lovely week. Uh, that's Joe Heffernan, who runs a counselling practice in Bohabui. His number is 086-834-8145. 086-834-8145.